Hello and welcome to another 6-1 conversation. My name is Mike. Today I'm joined by Kyle. Hello, Kyle. Hello. And today we are joined by Annika Marr from Happy Broccoli Games. Annika, hello. Hello, everyone. How are you? Good, really good. How are you guys? Yeah, doing fine. Can't complain. This is a long time coming. We started talking pre-E3, but then E3 happens and time just went away. It was, yeah, a long time ago, but I'm glad you guys are still hyped and you still want to talk about Kraken Academy. That is fantastic. Well, Absolutely. you know, let's segue right into that. Tell us what Kraken Academy is. Give us the lowdown on Happy Broccoli Games. Tell us a bit about yourself. Just give us the entire elevator pitch. Right. So Kraken Academy, you are the new kid at school. And, you know, the first thing you get tasked with is saving the world that is ending in three days and you have this magical kraken it gives you a time traveling amulet that you can use to travel back to monday so you can always you know go through the three days that you have at the school and everything is run down and broken and dysfunctional um which makes yeah for a very chaotic first day at school and uh, yeah we're happy broccoli games we are uh, three full-time members at the moment that's me, uh, I founded the company and, you know, I started making the game alone at first for two years. Um, now I do the art and the writing and, you know, all the boring business stuff. Um, also, we have Johnny, our programmer, and we have Irena, our marketing manager. Also, we have uh, freelancers, um, Sviatoslav, our composer, and uh, Damien for the sound design. And yeah, absolutely fantastic team. Couldn't ask, you know, for a better one. And it's really good having, you know, our own marketing person so people actually hear about the game. Yeah. Awesome. I know sometimes I wish we had a marketing person for just our yeah. social media. <laughs> mm, so much work. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. So much. Um, yes, yeah, so you founded the company. And started, so what how did this game come about? Like, what was that first design like? Like, where did this idea even come from? So it used to be a comic idea, actually, that me and my sister would do together. So it used to be called School Wars. And it was, you know, two schools uh, fighting against one another, um, poor versus rich. And uh, yeah, we did that. We actually sent in the first chapter to um, publishers here in Germany. We're like, here, do you want to like, you know, publish these as like manga? Because we have some German artists actually that publish their own manga. And they were like, Oh my God, the story is great. This is really funny. Yeah, the drawings are kind of bad though. We don't want to publish this. And I'm like, no. Because <laughs> at the time I was drawing and my sister was writing. So it was like, everything was pointing towards me. It was like, oh, you know, I'm, I'm the problem. That felt really bad. Um, but anyway, later um, I uh, had this friend who had this indie company. And for the first time I could see, oh, it's possible to make a game with this very small amount of people. I just, you know, I, it never occurred to me that that was something I could do. And I was like, amazing, I wanna make a game. But I was like, oh, but what am I gonna make? I have no idea. And then I thought back, you know, at the comic idea, like three in the morning, I was like, oh, of course, that's what I gotta do. I love, you know, Zella Majora's Mask. I always wanted Clock Town to be just, you know, an entire game. And I was like, I'm going to combine these two things. It's going to be awesome. And I went to my sister. I lived with her at the time, you know, and looked at the door. I was like, Riley, we got it. We got to make this. It's going to be awesome. And she was like, okay, sure, I guess. <laughs> and so we started doing it together, but she lost interest pretty quickly. And so I was like, okay, I guess I'm going to do this on my own. I'm a better artist now. <laughs> so yeah, and that's how it's, how it all started. 
How tough was that transition from making a comic to putting your idea into a game? Comic was more difficult, actually, because <laughs> so I'm an illustrator and I draw these fantasy illustrations that are, you know, very detailed and takes like 40 hours to make them. And that's what, you know, I'm really good at. So the comic was actually a big challenge. And yeah, it, it didn't look very good. It's, a you know, a very different skill to make a comic. Um, and so, but transitioning from illustration to um, the game was not that difficult. It went better than I expected because, you know, I was like, oh, what style am I going to draw? Obviously, I can't use this crazy fantasy style that doesn't fit and I don't have time. One character is going to take me 40 hours. It doesn't work. And so um, I played Hyperlight Drifter at the time and I was like, oh, pixel art is actually really damn neat. And I want to do that. And it's going to be quicker than any any other style. And so I did I did that, and I haven't done Pixar before, but it was really fun, and I really enjoyed it. And so it didn't feel like a struggle or something that, you know, I really, really had to learn first. It was more like, oh, yeah, I'm going to do this thing, and oh, look at this. This works out well. This doesn't. Okay, I'm going to redo it. And, yeah, it went really well. Nice. Don't believe <laughs> that those initial uh, that initial comic was drawn poorly, because looking at your illustrations, yeah, right? it's they're oh. stunning. <laughs> Yeah, but you know that comic that was a couple of years earlier. I think. Sure. How, how old was I? I can't remember, like twenty or something. They, it, trust me, it was bad. <laughs> I'm not gonna dig it. It's very cringy. Oh, somewhere. Yeah. Somewhere, but I want to burn them. It's so cringy. It's so bad. <laughs> oh, you gotta upload them to the game. Yeah, make it like oh, a little yeah. Easter egg. Like some some kid in high school has them in like their locker or something. Oh boy! See, I hope Kraken Academy doesn't become, you know, too big so that someone is gonna dig those up. It's <laughs> gonna post them everywhere. That would be awful. But a nice problem to have if it becomes yeah. very big. Yeah. yeah. Out of all the problems to have, that's a pretty good problem. Yeah, yeah true. Uh, what? See, are, I mean, oh, sorry, yeah. Go ahead, Kyle. Uh, no, uh, go ahead. I was just the when we first saw this game showed off. I it was. Uh, what stream was it? It was one of the shows during the one of the, one of the many shows. Um, we were first taken aback by, of course, our style is fantastic, but the humor of it all. Like, where where do you draw that yeah. humor? And like, where does that? How how hard is it to put humor in like in a, in a game? Incredibly difficult, of course, because it's something you cannot force. You know, you can't be like, oh, I have this scene and I need to make a funny joke here, so I'm yeah. going to write a funny joke because then it's not going to be funny, obviously. So it needs a lot of preparation. So what I do is I write down everything. If, you know, anyone says something really funny or really stupid around me or someone, you know, you just sometimes have these situations in your life where you're like, I can't believe that just happened yeah. or this person. He's such a character. If I write this into, you know, any story, no one would say that this is a believable character. They'd be like, no one is like this. And so I take these moments and I write them down, just anything that inspires me that happens. And uh, yeah, and then when it's time to, you know, write this scene or to come up with the character, I go back through my notes. And some of them, you know, if someone else reads them, they think this is, you know, just ramblings of some crazy person. And I take those as inspiration and then I write it. And that works out really well. And also, I have to say, it's not like I write every single joke sure. in the game myself. I have, you know, my team. And, uh, yeah, for some scenes, we sit together. So for the Petrova one, for example, you know, Johnny said something like, oh, what if 
the teacher got fired 20 years ago, but she keeps coming back. And I'm like, oh my God, that is so funny. Okay, let's roll with that. And then it was like, oh, what if like, husband you know just left her and i'm like oh and what if he just stabbed and you know it just keeps escalating like oh and then she crawls out and yeah and that's how how the scene comes to be nice yeah i can't imagine especially in a format inspired by majora's mask like even finding the timing of a lot of the jokes because timing is what comedy is all about and i'm sure that alone is just a major challenge yes and especially if you only have pixel art to work with so you have to imagine, you know, any visual jokes, they don't really land because I can't show show it. Any subtlety just gets completely lost. And um, yeah, that's why there tend to be all these big explosions and big fires because that is something I can easily show. Yeah. And yeah, obviously some jokes, if you just say them out loud, you know, they're not as funny, but I can only work with text and each character only has core emotions to show. So yeah, it's very limited. It's super difficult, and yeah, but I'm glad it's worked out how I wanted it to. That's, I mean, that's the most important thing, as long as it worked out how you envisioned it. Like, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I wanted this hyper, you know, chaotic energy, and I think it's there. I, yeah, I think you can feel it. I think that's why we attach to this game so hard because we very much embody chaotic energy <laughs> yes. here at Six One Indie. Awesome. <laughs> that yeah. that and the the broccoli girl mascot. Oh uh, yeah. What what is oh yeah? God. There you go, right there. Uh, what is the? Oh, uh, I see the Manica. <laughs> nice. She's right here. <laughs> what what's the me, uh, inspiration oh, behind? Let me her? give you money for those. You can win them. There's a fan art contest right now. If you can, you know, just draw something oh. cute. <laughs> I can't draw. All right, I'll try to draw something right now as Kyle asks there you go, this yeah. question. Uh, what's, uh, obviously, it's called Happy Broccoli Games. Uh, is is the studio, the developer there. So what is, wh why broccoli? I mean, that's the base of the question. Why broccoli? <laughs> <laughs> why broccoli? Oh, why? So it all started when I watched this episode of Kimmy Schmitz. And there was Titus, and he turned from, so he had this werewolf costume, and then the full moon came up, and he turned uh, back into a human. And I thought, oh, great, I have this day and night mechanic. So what if I have, you know, a character that turns from something into something else, like during the day, during the night, whatever. But then I was like, yeah, but I don't want it to be animals. That would be boring. And then for some reason, my mind just jumped to broccoli because I <laughs> imagined it to be really cute when, you know, her hair is just this uh -huh. broccoli. Yeah. I don't know what you call it, but that area of the broccoli. And I was like, perfect. Okay, we're going to do that. And... Honestly, the first time I drew Broccoli Girl, that was her sprite. That's just exactly what gets used in the game. There's no more sketches before that. It was just, bam, it's done. There she is. And the company name, I had, yeah, I basically had like two or three days to the side on the company name because we needed public funding and they wanted, you know, the company to, always, to already be established. And I was like, oh, gosh, okay. What should I use? And then, you know, I was like, okay, well, we do have this broccoli girl in the game and she's the mascot. She's super cute and I love her. And so I was like, okay, what if it's broccoli games? That already existed. That's a mobile oh, company. Okay. And then, oh, really? yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then I wanted to call it just Happy Broccoli, but that was some other company. They made creams or whatever it was. I don't know. That's the worst. And, <laughs> what? Yeah, right. <laughs> and that was, okay, let's just call it Happy Broccoli yeah. Games. I was like, might not be the best SEO because they already exist, 
but I was like, oh, it's, I think it's memorable and the logo is very cute. Yeah. So yeah, I'm very happy. We, we know the struggle very well with coming up with the name because once we uh, yeah. try to rebrand, it was like three days of <laughs> four in the morning just bouncing names off. Oh, it already exists. Oh, it's already a podcast. Like exactly, it's ridiculous. yeah, it's ridiculous. What, what was the old name? What was your guys' old name? Uh, we were kind of so, NYC. Uh, we are. We were a community of uh, kind of funny best friends. We're big fans of kind of funny, the YouTube channel and podcasts. And we were just like, uh, a group okay. of fans that came together and whatnot. And we were growing into more game coverage stuff. So we decided to kind of like rebrand that way. So we didn't have to explain what kind of funny was and people didn't know. Uh, uh, so right, yeah, okay. what it was. I think, um, man, the first one I thought of, I think it was just like Indie Heart or something, yes. but it turned out to be like a electronic band from the <laughs> Netherlands, I think. Yeah. I like, oh, you bastards. <laughs> like that well, the names are already taken. I know. Yeah, imagine taken. Imagine in 20 like years, that. you know? Yeah, but in 20 years, no names are going to be left. And then it's just Happy Broccoli 2 or 3, you know? Or just do a different emotion <laughs> in front of Broccoli. It'll be sad Broccoli and angry Broccoli. <laughs> yeah, so it keeps, keeps going. <laughs> yeah. That could be like your uh, emo side project, Sad Broccoli. Uh, yes. <laughs> I was actually, I was thinking, yeah, first it making it, yeah, like Sad Broccoli or something like really that doesn't fit, you know, Broccoli at all. So it's like this weird, ironic thing. But I thought, eh, nah, let's just, let's just go with Happy Broccoli. I think that fits us more. Uh, creating the character art for the many different characters we've seen in the, the previous stuff, is that kind of the same thing of bouncing ideas off of the rest of your team to see like how quirky and weird these characters are going to look like yeah so i would say so johnny essentially created uh like two or three of um the characters i mean we have a lot of them i think it's like yeah. 34 named characters yeah and the ones in the beginning um yeah i came up with them uh myself and like a lot of them are based on well a lot some of them are based on on like friends and family, just like the most exaggerated um, qualities that they have. Like my sister, who super loves giraffes, absolutely in love with them. And yeah, she's super into energy drinks. And so Simona, you know, came to life there, for example. And then, yeah, Johnny, like we needed a, a cafeteria character and he's English. And so he wanted like this cafeteria lord, <laughs> you know, personality. And like, uh -huh. sure, okay. And then for the art club, for example, there's um, a pug uh, there who's like this prodigy artist. And yes. yeah, he, he was just like, oh, yeah, we don't have we don't have any animals in the game. Let's just put this dog in. And I'm like, yeah, sure, that that fits. So, yeah, with some of the characters, um, yeah, Johnny put in some of his creativity. And that's important because, yeah, otherwise, you know, at some point you just run out of your creative juice. And then it's nice to have someone else step Absolutely. in. Absolutely. Uh, I finished my masterpiece. Can't wait. Oh, I want to see. Hey! Oh my god, that's that. amazing! Oh, that's so great. I mean, I, I know you're, blatantly, you're both lying to me. I'll take no, mediocre. No, Mike, okay. I was... It's way better than what I was expecting, honestly. Also, Thanks. wish list. Oh my god. Please do, yeah. <laughs> um, man, I, I put all my thought process into that, and I lost my train of thought and everything. Okay, yeah, going back to like, the high school thing. Um, What was high school like for you? Did you draw from like your high school career, like and like kind of put that into Crafting Academy? Not saying your like classmate was a broccoli girl or anything, but you know, a little bit, a little bit. So in my last um, three years, I went to this. Um, it was this like film high school or whatever, and it sounds really fancy, but in reality, okay. So they <laughs> they were building 
this new school building with like marble toilets. It had a movie theater and it was like super nice. But in the old building, they didn't have enough space for the new students and they would, you know, pay more money than uh, we did. And so they put us into these like small cubicles that were like outside of the school and like the heating wouldn't work in winter. <laughs> we sit there with our jackets and it was just really horrible and miserable. And there's just, I don't know, something so funny to me about this you know, like big contrast between this like swanky yeah. school 10 meters away and we're sitting there shivering. And I think, yeah, I think that was a part that definitely went into the game. It definitely sounds like a big inspiration for the comic, right? The, 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 the poor school versus the rich school. Oh yeah. 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 For sure. <laughs> yeah. My school was kind of like that too. We had, oh, uh, yeah. I went to a Catholic high school, which I, don't recommend don't yeah no um and like across the street was this like it was in a very bad area of my city uh and across the street was a very sketchy high school and yeah it was literally across the street and it was we were very much at odds with them i don't know why people do that it's not good no um uh. yeah it's weird um <laughs> what uh so yeah i saw i was digging around twitter i saw you had the um the illustration contest, the art contest, and I saw people submitted art for a bunch of the different clubs. Uh, what club would you be a part of? Sports club, music club, drama club, art club? I mean, definitely world. art. Yeah. Definitely art. I mean, yeah, I'm an artist, but also I think the art people are really cool, except for Anna. She's, oh my God, I wouldn't talk to her, but like Patiza the Puck, she's super cute. You know, Nikolai with his stupid like poop jokes or whatever. I think they will be fantastic to hang out with. I think I would have a lot of fun there, yeah. And the art teacher, I mean, he's so chill. He just lets you do whatever you want. I think that would be great. That sounds like pretty much all art teachers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, to be fair, I never met an awful art teacher. <laughs> now that you say that, yeah, yeah, they're always super nice. I've had awful music teachers, but not art teachers. Oh, same, though. Same. Yeah, for some reason, the music teachers are tend to be quite, I don't know, militant and take their subject super seriously. Oh, yeah. Let me introduce I, yeah, you I've to seen my someone... sixth grade art teacher that made me cry. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, she, she acted like I was in the back of the room and I obviously was having eye issues and I couldn't see her handwriting. And I just asked the question, like, hey, what does that sound like? And she just screamed at me in front of everybody. Or like, Oh, no. Like, what you, I'm why? So sorry. You're, exactly. You're an art teacher. You're supposed <laughs> to be chill and let's talk about colors and paint. No. Just because I can't You were like more. 12. Yeah. Crying. Oh, no. <laughs> How dare you not hit that C sharp? Exactly. <laughs> In art class, I know. How dare I? <laughs> yeah, I had a music teacher. Uh, we, I remember a. Um, this is just turning into a school oh, conversation now. Um, I had a music teacher that uh, we were trying to sing uh, "My Heart Will Go On" by Celine Dion because Titanic was real big back then, uh, and the part that's for she hated that we did the sliding. We, she wanted us to detach the notes. Um, and every time we slid it, she would call us sad little puppies roaming the field without a shepherd. Such a character. This is what I mean. Just write it down. Like I know. Gonna put her into the next game. Yeah. You're you're allowed to put that in Kraken Academy too. I'll okay. license that you. Uh, we. I mean, we have a week. Let's go. Just rewrite yeah, the whole game. Yeah. yeah. That's a game that was like right. Just like insert yeah, copy totally. paste idea. That's it. Exactly. You don't need any art or anything. Come on. I do no. want to ask because you did talk about how like a lot of the characters are based off of people you know and and they're inspired there there. What is the inspiration behind Hobo Guy? Because is that somebody you know? Because that's 
the hobo guy. Okay, there is this uh, German YouTuber called Cold Mirror, and she did this uh, dub, uh, this fan dub of Harry Potter, and it's a big deal here. Basically, everyone knows that everyone listened to that when I was a teenager, and she made uh, Dumbledore into this rapper called Fresh D, and he runs around with these sunglasses, and it's just really stupid, and he acts like, you know, like he tries to be cool with the kids, and he's just super insane. And, um, yeah, and he, he's a bit of an inspiration for him, definitely. Oh, Just dialed up a notch, yeah. Cool. Awesome. Um, speaking of other characters and stuff, and just related to you, uh, you know, digging around on your personal website, uh, notice that you're also a VO artist and you voice Alex in Cracking Academy and also, uh, quote, drama student female. Um, <laughs> yeah. What's that experience like? I mean, is it difficult? voicing your own like a character that you wrote like or is it kind of easier because you know the vision or because like like just going off of personal experiences like i i play music i produce music all that kind of stuff i do everything on my own but i don't know like when to stop sometimes like i need to like learn to give myself deadlines or else i'll just continue trying to be a perfectionist do you kind of struggle with that trying to voice your own characters um, I mean, I think it's a lot easier when I do things for my own project because I know what I want um, yeah. exactly. So I know when it's right. But equally, yeah, if it's my own project, I can always swap out just the audio files. And so definitely, I think I've had like four or five versions of my recordings in there. Also because, you know, I kept getting better equipment and it's like, ah, you know, I could just, just quickly, because it's just a couple sounds, you know, just quickly record them again. And yeah, it gets more and more. But yeah, now it's final. It's in there. And yeah, it's it's a little bit awkward when I play and I hear myself in it, but it's 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 all right. It's not too bad. I mean, yeah, it's not fully voiced. I'm I'm not sure how that's going to feel like uh, if yeah the game was fully voiced and you have to hear yourself. Yeah, yeah, it probably takes some time to get used to. <laughs> For sure. Possibly a silly question: Did you do both English and German? So the VO is only in uh, English, actually. Okay. I was, in the beginning, yeah, I was planning to also do it in German. Um, but the budget was all used up just for English. So, yeah. Sure. yeah. Uh, speaking of German things, uh, I want to ask, what is the game dev scene in Berlin like? Like, do you have a lot of support when you started up this idea? Like, how is it now compared to back when you started Happy Broccoli? Awesome. I mean, I love the Berlin uh, dev scene. I mean, I have no comparison, really. I don't know what it's like anywhere else, but I know I'm very happy here. We have such good public funding. Um, yeah, Kraken Academy was partly funded by uh, MediumBot. And um, it's just their process is very, it's not, not that much bureaucracy. They make it as easy as possible for you to pass and they want you to pass. And they're all super friendly and, you know, you can talk to talk to them whenever you want and they're super supportive and their deal is extremely fair i have to say you only have to pay back if your game is successful you know if it's not then after i can't remember what it was five years or so it just gets written off that's it so you're not going to indebt yourself that's absolutely wow. fantastic and um yeah the devs here they're so fun and uh, so friendly. We used to have these game dev hangouts every month at, uh, at a bar. Obviously, now we don't have them anymore. I hope they're going to come back. But that was super fun as well. 
Ah, yeah. And I'm looking forward to hopefully joining uh, Zaftladen, which is this uh, co-working space specifically for uh, Indies. All the Indies sit there and work together in office. And now they have a new office with like a, a terrace and it's super nice. And yeah, I hope I hope we can get in there. That sounds That's amazing. Awesome. That sounds like such yeah. an environment of like not being afraid to come up with like new ideas and, and kind of throw whatever out, especially with like what I imagine the insane amount of stress that is on you as a small team to make this game, knowing that whether you're successful or not, we hope the game is successful because it looks rad, but like knowing that you're not going to be, it's not going to be a mistake making this game or, or feel like all your hard work is, is a waste. That's awesome. No, for sure. I definitely think, you know, making a game, it's a, it's a bit like buying a lottery ticket and yeah, it either works out or it doesn't. And yeah, thankfully, because of all these funding programs and yeah, because of the nice people that lift you up, uh, we're going to be able, you know, after this to make another game, buy another lottery ticket. Let's see how that's going to work out. Yeah. And obviously from making the first game, we learned so much and I think we got a lot, lot better. And so, yeah, when now we make the next game, it's definitely going to be even better. Yeah. Well, I, whenever I hear about things outside the States, it just sounds so much it sounds more so lovely. great, right? <laughs> <laughs> do, do you have public funding? I, I don't know. For, for games? No? Attica, oh, come man. on. <laughs> come on. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Well, I think we have to sell our soul. Uh, developers have to sell our soul if they want to make a game. At least from my yeah. understanding. Um, That's what it seems like. Yeah. So tough, yeah. Uh, since this is your first game, is there any advice for people out there who are also on the road or thinking about making their first game? Any, like, tips that you want to give them? Yeah. Uh, I mean, whenever you make the budget, also budget for a marketing person. <laughs> for us, that has helped so much. Um, I have a lot of people who... Um, who asked me, oh, what does Irena do all day? Why do you have, you know, like a full-time marketing person? But I'm telling you, it's so much work, I have to help her, even. And um, if no one sees your game, then how are they going to even know that it's good? If, you know, you put so much work in, then that was all for nothing. So, yeah, whatever you put into marketing, you know, double that, double that. It is so important. And also, you know, be a bit creative, um, what you do for marketing. Do what excites you, you know, and what you think would be exciting for the game. That's, you know, what we did with all the merge and this and that. It's not something tangible where you can see the exact numbers. Oh, this is how much you put in. This is how much we're going to get out. We have no idea, but it's exciting for us. And I think it will pay out. Um, and yeah, for, you know, making a schedule for the game, somehow we, we scheduled really well and we didn't have to crunch much. Like we had to crunch for like a week in the beginning and that was it. And that was because, again, we, we, you know, we made an estimate and then we were like, OK, and now let's add 50 percent. Um, and yeah, same same with the budget, whatever you think it's going to cost. Add more. It was very tight for us, actually. It all worked out. But again, we asked for way more than we thought we would need. And we did end up needing it. Great. Yeah, of course. I'm a, yeah, I mean, going off what you were saying with like, yeah, you had the week of crunch towards the beginning. I'm genuinely shocked. Like when you guys announced the date, I was pretty floored. I wasn't expecting this until next fall, to be totally honest. So fast. Like, I, I know. It's really I good. Yeah. 
Mm. Um, and it's not a short game, you know? It's like seven, eight hours for the main quest, and then you have the side quests and achievements yeah. and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good to know for <laughs> embargo purposes. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I going off, um, like, kind of marketing stuff, how huge was it to be a part of that, like, kind of E3 week to get, like, so many eyes on this project? I believe, actually, Kyle, the first time we saw it was Ludo Narakon. I think that was the first that time sounds we saw about right. Yep. Um, but yeah, obviously E3 being a huge granted, like this year being a weird year, still weird, but I mean, with how many indie showcases there were and indies really taking the spotlight this year. I mean, what was was that I'm sure this is a stupid question, but was that like helpful? Like did you get a lot more eyes right. on the project? Definitely, yes. And yeah, especially when they showed uh our trailer in the uh, showcase on the stream. That was the moment when, yeah, bam, we had a ton of people on our page. It was crazy. We didn't have that many people at the same time on the page um, as, you know, during during that moment. And we still have people who uh, join. Sorry. Hey, Johnny. <laughs> okay. Sorry. It's a washing. It's like beeping and stuff. Um, You're fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, we still have people who come join the discord they're like oh i've seen this at e3 or they you know comments on reddit about it so yeah definitely for people to see it you know over and over again and seeing it at such a big event uh puts it in their mind as oh this is a big deal you know it's a big moment and then when they see it again somewhere they remember it so that was extremely helpful i have to say and also what's it like seeing your game on like an e3 thing <laughs> oh god yeah. it's Oh my god, yeah, it's close to a heart attack. It was pretty and also and also before the trailer they showed this footage of me like awkwardly talking in front of the camera. And we were doing this like watch party on Discord and they were like, Oh now it's us, you know, and I see that and I can't remember how many thousands of people were there, but there was a lot of them and yeah, I was like, Oh gosh. I'm glad I didn't have to do it live. So yeah, right, that was good. Yeah. <laughs> well, after that moment but it was shown what did it feel like a weight was released or did it get heavier it oh man well i mean the the weight of oh this you know only my mom is going to play the game uh that gets lifted yeah but then you have this um excitement and yeah. anxiety but in a good way <laughs> the whole time and it keeps you awake and it's always there and it's hard to think about anything else and then, you know, they have more events and then, yeah, wish let's go up even more. And then, yeah, Brian David Gilbert, like, retweets and retweets again and this and that. And we get more people on Discord. It's it's intense. It's very, very intense. And I'm very much looking forward to taking some time off in October because it's, yeah, yeah it's much. Too. It's a bit much. <laughs> yeah, uh, so, uh, real quick, um, something that you, you mentioned just in, in what you were just saying, uh, how important is it to have a discord for an indie game and for like a, a, a studio that's starting out? How important is that community on that platform? Mm -hmm. I mean, we haven't seen our results yet from the launch, but just from looking at other games um, that, you know, have had a lot of wishlist and a lot of traction on Twitter and this and that, and then they launched and they didn't do well at all, you know, versus the games who didn't have that many wishes and they did amazing, you know, one thing that was a big factor, at least from, you know, what I saw was, yeah, this Discord community. So, um, yeah, games who don't have this Discord 
community. I think, again, I'm not like this marketing expert or whatever, just from what I have seen, um, yeah, that, that tends, tends to be the deciding factor because it's so important to get, you know, those first 10 reviews, you know, at the very least on your first day to people say, uh, so this positive, you know, shows up and it really helps the algorithm because you can predict, you know, just based on the first couple of days, how well you're going to do in the first month mm-hmm. and based on the first month, how well you're going to do in like the entire year. Um, so yeah, this very first push from your, hardcore fans is extremely important awesome yeah i guess that's a big thing to emphasize also i mean something we always try to express to people is like every time we do a live react or something and we see our chat blowing up about a game it's like hey wish list this when it comes out review it i mean obviously i think you could speak better than any of us that it does actually make a difference just a quick little wish list like just helps the algorithm immensely a hundred percent Yes, and also you have this category on Steam that is popular upcoming, and based on yeah how many wishes you have, you show up there, and that obviously gets you even more wish lists, more people in your community, and then once it's time, you know, more people can jump on it. So, yeah. Uh, now that at the time we're recording this, we are seven days away from launch. I'm sorry, yeah. for a heart attack there. <laughs> What's the vibe? How are you feeling? Super, super happy. So yeah, the whole team is like aesthetic because everything is going uh, just as well as we wanted it to or something's even better. But also, yeah, I can definitely see how, um, you know, our just it, it, attention to things is slipping and because we're so busy with so many things. Um, then we're like, oh, have you done this thing? Oh, no, I forgot. Okay, I'm going to do it. And yeah, I think we're, we're a lot more... Um, yeah, our brains are a lot more scattered than they usually would be. So, yeah, I can I can feel that definitely. It's gonna be fine. Yeah, it's gonna be like great. I think we could honestly speak for most people we've interacted with that like you guys have something quite special on your hands, and I oh, thank you. truly do believe that this is going to be a hit. Just thank you so much. Aesthetic, oh, I hope so too. The aesthetic, the comedy, the writing, the art. Nowadays, time loop games being the big mm-hmm. fucking thing. I think you're going to be fine with the Majora's Mask inspiration. Yeah. So, but, you know, this this fear, it never goes away. It doesn't of matter course. if you have all these tons of wish lists. It's just you're always got, oh, but what if? What if then just no one buys it? Because, yeah, it, it can happen. But it'll be fine. It'll be okay. And, like, great. yeah. Ah, it'll be ah. fine. Yeah. Uh, before... Yeah. Yeah. Before we, we, we end and in, in everything, there is a question that I think Mike and I both need to ask you on the Happy <laughs> oh. Broccoli Games website. You dislike disco balls. Why? What's the yes. story there? <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. I don't understand how someone would come up with the idea of putting this big, heavy ball on the ceiling above people who are dancing and having a good time on this tiny metal chain, you know, just ready to fall down and kill people. And it's, <laughs> and I remember we went to, to Sweden to this co-living space and they had these, uh, this enormous disco ball right in their like uh, biggest room where people would hang out, you know, and I came there, looked up and was like, oh no, oh no. <laughs> just the gives me this feeling. And I saw this article of this, um, party where i don't know it was all these like 
doctors and nurses having a party for some reason. <laughs> the disco ball came down and hit people. It, it knocked them out. They were fine. No one died. Okay. But yeah, it knocked them out. And because they were doctors and nurses, you know, they knew what to do and it was fine. But it's, yeah, it, it happens. <laughs> Don't stand under a disco ball. I'm Googling, has anybody died from disco ball? Oh, jeez. Good. <laughs> It's going to take the Google algorithm in some weird places, Mike. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think, I think, no. The first thing that popped up is a band. Oh. Yeah. All right. That's a good band name. Death by Disco Ball. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think people just get knocked out, but I don't want to get knocked out. Yeah, yeah. for sure. So it's more of a fear than a hate. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, two sides of the same coin, you know, yeah. whatever. Um, I swear I'm not trying to like be news person over here. You could tell me as little as as you want. Do you have an idea of what the next game is going to be? That could be a yes or no question. That's it. All I can say is that it will be in the same universe. Cool. So, yeah, people who super love Kraken Academy, I think they are going to super love the next game too. And I feel I feel like we are really good with narrative games we really enjoy writing comedy so it would be that again just you know refined and we're going to take out all the things that people hated i know people hate the qtes and um but you know if that's the one thing i you know we've had a lot of people mention that but if that's the one thing they don't like i'm super happy you know if like oh yeah. writing is great characters are great the qtes they're bad okay that's good but yeah for the next one you know taking that out but yeah hopefully it's gonna be just as funny cool. you hear, so cracking academy your first i was yeah, gonna say your first hobo yeah. guy sequel it's all about the hobo guy that's that's the entire <laughs> yeah. second game he'll he'll okay. be there he'll be <laughs> okay. there just a different age that's sure. that's all i can say yeah <laughs> i was gonna say you heard it here first cracking academy battle royale here we go oh <laughs> yeah. it's an mmo yeah. mmo it's it. just broccoli girls fighting each other <laughs> A hundred broccoli girls <laughs> jump out of a plane. Well, Annika, thank you so much for hanging out with us today. It was a pleasure talking with you and finally getting to actually chat face to face. You were a delight. Yeah, thanks so much. And yeah. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. It was yeah, it was really, really fun. Really enjoyed just just talking to you guys. You're super lovely. Really. Oh, thank you. Thank you too. <laughs> <laughs> well, the important stuff. Kraken Academy, September 10th, PC Mac yeah. Linux. Yes. Join now our Discord. Now. Fan art contest, draw things, win the plushie. Super cute, super nice. Yeah. Yeah. We she can guarantee it's very soft. Yeah. Very cute. Nice and cuddly. <laughs> um, where are you? Where can people find you on Twitter and all that stuff? Yeah, we're on Twitter, Happy Brock Games, where oh man, we're on TikTok now even. Um oh. we have a yeah, yeah. I feel like such an old person. <laughs> you <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I have to, like, my sisters have to explain it to me. It's very embarrassing. <laughs> but uh, we have a subreddit as well, by the way. I hope when the game comes out, like, more people are going to be there because I really love Reddit. We're on Instagram, too. Facebook, but no one uses that. Um, yeah. Yeah, we're learning that also. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, well, awesome. Uh, thank you so much again. Uh, everyone, thank you for listening. Ew. You can find us at 61indie. That's 61 spelled out on all the social media places, 61indie.com. I'm sure once September 10th hits, we're going to be talking about Cracky Academy a lot. So, uh, yeah. Maybe, Annika, we can have you back for like a little spoiler cast, like a little yeah. like, post launch after your vacation. I'd love to. Yeah. Yeah. Vacation <laughs> yeah, <offer. please. laughs> 
that's mm. most important. I'm gonna have to, you know, just palm trees behind me when you have the call. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you so much. And uh yeah, everyone, we'll catch you later. Awesome. Bye bye.